Yes, folks, it's 5 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, so this is the Pillars of Franchising, bringing you the secrets of success in franchising so you can quit your stinking job. With me is my co-host, Ray Pillar, in the sweaty Midwest. Ray, how are you doing today? Oh, it's hot. It's hot. Don't talk to me, Fred. I don't want to hear any more how about your nice hot weather. Is it? <laughs> how hot is it, Ray? It's 95, nine, well, 95 degrees. If humidity is in the 90s, it's just... Never mind. I'm not going to say any more. <laughs> and that's Except, today's weather report uh, in the Midwest. <laughs> well, we don't need any more. I think I'm going to move to Canada. No, no, I can't do that. Too, too many movie stars are moving to Canada. I can't do that. So anyway, uh, today's guest is Mr. Bill Allen. And um, uh, Mr. Bill is... Uh, with us today, he's the owner of the Instant Imprints of St. Louis, and I've actually known Bill for quite a quite a long time, um, but I haven't talked to Bill sorry, in about Bill. thirty some odd years. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Bill, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us what you do, what you're doing right now. Sure, um, and I'm in St. Louis right now, and it's extremely hot here as well. It's so hot, Fred, that people are spontaneously combusting on the sidewalk. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Ray kind of missed That's that, how, you know, it's so hot that, but thank you for getting that. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm uh, in St. Louis. As Ray mentioned, we've known each other for years and years. I actually worked uh, under Ray uh, a couple of different careers ago, and uh, we kind of lost touch for a while and uh we ended up linking back together on through uh social media and facebook uh yeah, Ray mentioned, right. uh, i own uh i own uh three instant imprints franchises uh, all here in the st louis metro area and i'm also the area developer for instant imprints uh which means that i um i own the rights to a specific geographical territory and i'm able to sell those Instant Imprints franchises within that market. So when you say you can sell, the, so do, do what? Uh, sorry, that you just uh, kicked the question. So when you sell those, do those still report up to you, kind of through the franchise, or how does that work? What what benefit do you get out of it? I guess my question. Selling a franchise. Okay, no, that's a that's a good question because there's a lot of franchises out there that do not have an area development um, uh, position. So uh, what that means to me as an area developer, when I sell a franchise in this in my area, uh, I get a percentage of the franchise fees, um, and I also get a percentage of the royalties that that store pays to corporate office. So it's a uh, uh, you know potential significant uh, financial gain for me, but there's also uh, requirements that I have to fulfill on my end. Uh, I am first line of support uh, for all of the franchises in my market. So many times, uh, instead of calling corporate, they're going to reach out to me first, and that is uh, for just about anything, including marketing needs, uh, help with equipment, training. Um, 
we have uh, meetings with our franchisees on a uh, quarterly basis to go over uh, what's working for them in their markets, what's not working, and we address the issues that may come up. Uh, we have a whole, when you sell a new location, uh, I'm hand in hand with that new franchisee from the moment that they sign the agreement uh, until weeks after their doors open uh, and beyond. So uh, we have a step-by-step process once the agreement is signed for their uh, for them to go to training, uh, purchase their equipment. Um, I help select a site. I help with lease negotiations. Um, I help assemble the equipment, and uh, I help do training and help them market their business before uh, their doors open. So there's a there's a lot of responsibility that comes with being an area developer, um, but there's also uh, a great potential reward uh, financially. Ray, he said the M word. <laughs> Yes, there is. <laughs> What's that? One, I, I think one one of the reasons I, I asked Bill to come on the show is because essentially everybody has a story of, as to why they got into franch, franchising. And I had not heard Bill's. Uh, I, I think I briefly described mine. I think many folks who were, have listened to the show in the past have, may have heard my story. Uh, have heard your story, and to, and to put it just to put it in a nutshell, I was laid off for a third time after. Uh, well, Bill and I worked for the uh, same company. Um, uh, let's see, I worked for that company for 16 years. Got laid off. Got another job. Got laid off. Got another job. Got laid off. And at that time, getting in, you know, to the uh, mid 50s, it was really hard to find a job. And that's why I decided to go into uh, into a franchise. And so I want to ask Bill, what is your story, Bill? And uh, why why did you, you know how did you get to the point where you're getting a franchise? Why did you decide on a franchise? And maybe even why did you decide on this particular franchise? Yeah, no, uh, great question. Um, I was uh, married, still am. Um, my wife had uh, retired at the age of 42 from Edward Jones, which is a uh, large um, financial uh, corporation. Uh, she was pretty high up the food chain when she retired, but just got burnt out on it at an early age. Uh, very bright lady. She has a master's degree in uh, business. Um, and I was working for a uh, software sales company and had been with them for, at the time, probably about eight years. And I was director of sales for them for the uh, East Coast and Midwest. Um, myself, along with all of my uh, colleagues at that level, were called into the VP of sales uh, office for a meeting, and we were told uh, at that time we basically had about 18 months left in our current positions, and after that, um, you know, uh, he couldn't guarantee our job. Um, so we got, I, I basically got an 18-month notice that, hey, you may be out of a job. So it was a pretty, pretty good gig. I was working from home, uh, traveled uh, extensively, but uh, on my schedule, and 
I came back home from that meeting and, and told my wife, I said, look, we need to come up with a plan B uh, because this gig may go away in 18 months and I don't want to really have to go back into the corporate world. So um, we took that to heart. We started looking at, you know, we, we said, all right, uh, let's think about buying our own business. So we started looking around at, at uh, potential businesses to buy, just independent businesses, and we quickly realized that, number one, neither one of us had ever owned a, our own business before. And uh, number two, uh, we didn't know anything about being business owners. And number three, I really wasn't interested in buying someone else's problems because you know, people sell their businesses for many reasons, and one of them may, may be that it just may, just may be a bad business. And I, not knowing enough about it, I didn't want to take that chance. So if we took the independent businesses out of the equation, uh, franchises was the other option. So we started looking at franchises, and uh, as I'm sure uh, you guys know, there are thousands of different franchise opportunities out there. So uh, we, we may have done things a little bit backwards. We didn't really want to know. We, we really didn't know what we wanted to go into, but we knew what we didn't want to do. So when we started to eliminate all of the franchise opportunities that we didn't care to get involved in, automotive, uh, fast food restaurants, uh, home services, cleaning companies, things like that, then we were able to narrow that list down substantially. And then we started thinking, you know, financially, we were capable of not just purchasing a franchise, but we were also uh, had the ability to go out and look at uh, systems that had area developers. So when we threw that into the equation, now it narrowed the group down uh, substantially more. So then we started to look at just those franchise opportunities, and we were going through them and going through them, and and one of, we came across Instant Imprints, and Instant Imprints does uh, one of the things that we do is custom embroidery, and that really piqued my wife's interest because she loves to sew. So the more we looked into Instant Imprints uh, online, the more we liked it. We reached out. Uh, we probably from that point on we probably took a common path that most people take. We reached out to a local franchise broker. Uh, they did uh, what they call a, a, a needs assessment uh, on us, and we told them we were interested in looking at instant imprints. They agreed it might be a good opportunity. So we went out. They're based in San Diego. We flew out uh, for a discovery day to San Diego, and we got to meet people at the corporate staff and actually see an instant imprints franchise. At the time, there were none in Missouri. Um, so that's how, uh, that's basically how we got into it. On the flight home, my wife and I had already made the decision. Uh, we, we liked it so much that we were going to buy into it. Of course, you know, going through the FDD process, you're not, they're not allowed uh, to sell it to us for a specific amount of time, and we're not allowed to buy one until we actually have time to review the agreement and do our due diligence. So, but it's probably a long-winded answer so, to your short, short question, Ray. But well, no, that's what I wanted to hear. So, yeah. a couple of questions for you. Um, you mentioned the FDD word, um, and and so, did 
did did you ever fall asleep reading the FDD? <laughs> you know, um, I'm one of those I'm one of those detail oriented people, uh, and I read every line of that FDD um, probably five times. Uh, but here's uh, here's a mistake uh, that we made. Uh, we immediately went out and got a franchise attorney and asked the franchise attorney to review the FDD. And, and I say that was a mistake because we didn't set a budget uh, for legal fees <laughs> before all of this started. And I've never, uh, in my life, I've never let, I've never met an attorney that liked anything that another attorney had written. So the, the legal fees quickly ran up to $10,000, and it was constant uh, conference calls and emails and phone calls going back and forth. And, and finally, I just told my wife, I said, listen, we either are going to have faith in this company or we're not. We're either going to move forward or we're not. But one thing I know of is we're not going to pay the lawyer anymore. So uh, we stopped. We agreed the FDD and the changes that they had agreed to. Uh, and from that point on, when I talk to potential franchisees, I tell them my story. And I just tell them, I don't direct them towards any attorney. I don't tell them not to use an attorney. As a matter of fact, I tell them to get an attorney to, to review the lease, the FDD, and any other contracts they have to get involved in. But I also advise them to set a budget for legal fees. So that the same thing doesn't happen to them. Yeah. So that's a a great tip for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Myself, Uh, I did not consult a lawyer. Um, I did read the FTD and and the contract very thoroughly over and over and, and, you know, did as much research as I could and called as many people as I could uh, for my due diligence and, uh, once I felt satisfied, then I went forward with it. But uh, um, in the process of uh, buying another uh, franchise to add to my fran- uh, Molly Made franchise, I had to pretty much had to consult with an attorney. And the fees were, uh, I think they were fifteen thousand. And uh, but the uh, the seller. And myself agreed to split that. Uh, in other words, we both had the same attorney uh, who basically drew up uh, all the contract for the sale and, and how everything uh, was going to be transferred over and everything. Uh, so we used the same attorney, which saved us money, but uh, we also agreed to split that. So I'm, I'm not sure if I buy another franchise how I'm going to do that because I, I don't like paying that larger of a sum to anybody, but uh, let's see what happens. Okay, so now for a couple of uh, housekeeping duties. We want to thank the Link Local Network for carrying the Pillars of Franchising show. Uh, if you're listening and you have a question for one of our guests, please call 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. And before I lose everyone, yes, I do have a face for radio. And now, from a word from one of our sponsors. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. 
we help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. So, Bill, that our last, or the, our, uh, as Nick Neonakis said from our commercial, um, made me actually want to ask you the question of, did you use a for-fee franchise consultant or a free uh, franchise consultant? Well, the, uh, we used a um, franchise consultant where the fees were paid by the franchisor. Okay. Oh, okay. So their service to me did not cost me anything. The franchisor mm-hmm. paid them a, a portion of the franchise. Franchise fee. Right, right. Go ahead, Ray. I'm I'm thinking of a question, but I think Bill already answered it. Um, so you you were at a point in your life where where you were looking for something other than what you had been doing. Had you looked at any other businesses uh, besides franchise, just buying another business? And I think you already answered that. And, and uh, specifically, uh, what kind of uh, guided you towards the franchise as opposed to uh, buying just uh, another business? Because there's a ton of businesses out there that are not franchise connected that you could have bought into. Yeah, and we we looked at those. And, and again, we were afraid that we might be buying into someone else's problem. Um, it, if I didn't have my wife to keep me on the straight and narrow, uh, I would have gone out and bought the first bar that was up for sale. But I know that I know myself well, you too been... well, and I, I would have drank up all the profits and lost the business in six months. <laughs> you are a smart yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and as know, a side uh, note, as a side note to how we got into it, you know, it was the threat of, of uh, losing gainful employment and having to go back into the corporate world that really drove us into it. But I do want to mm-hmm. say that I never did, never did lose my job at that uh, company. Um, oh. 18 months came and went, three years came and went, four years came and went, and eventually I ended up resigning uh, my position. So, um, mm. so yeah, you, you know, the threat, uh, came everybody. Everyone was nervous about it, as normal when corporations decide they're either going to downsize or merge or do a reorganization or, uh, you know, just uh, take a different path on the way that they take their products to market. Uh, and that's what was going on with this company. At least that's what everyone thought was going to happen. But it, it never did materialize. Um, my wife had been uh, basically retired for. Uh, from Edward Jones for about a year and a half. And she's a, she's a type A personality. So she was, I mean, you just had the picture in your mind, um, a, a bright, uh, motivated, uh, active uh, lady sitting at home. Um, 
basically babysitting the nieces and nephews and grandkids while I was out traveling all over the country. Uh, and then, you know, I'd come home on Friday and I'd just be exhausted and not want to, you know, I just wanted to sit on the sofa and, and, uh, and, uh, and relax for the weekend. She's ready, ready to have fun. Let's go out and have a drink, Bill. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and she, she's ready to go out and, and go to dinner. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've had, you know, 15 meals on the road. The last thing I want to do is go sit in another restaurant. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was time to uh, put her back to work. And she kind of had, the way she retired from Edward Jones, um, she kind of had a, an agreement in place with them that she wouldn't, obviously wouldn't go to work for a, uh, competitor uh, industry, uh, but her agreement was a little bit different. So we had to kind of, uh, uh, you know, watch and be careful about uh, where she ended up. So uh, it just works out. It worked out for us. She's got. Uh, she's very sharp in accounting. Uh, she's uh, also very detail oriented. Uh, she was able to learn the you know, the uh, graphic art software programs on our own, things like that, where I where I focused more on the operation side of the business, the marketing and the sales. She focused on uh, and continues to focus on the production side, um, vendor relations, procurement, things like that. Mm. It sounds like a great partnership to me. Yeah, we just can't work in the same store together. That's why I had to go out and buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, and I say that laughingly, but it, it's a fact. Uh, I yeah. just can't. Yeah. We just can't work together all day and then go home at night. And uh, uh, you know, we don't talk about business in the evening. We just don't. We tried to in the beginning, yeah. and uh, it just didn't work out. It created more uh, animosity than anything else. So for us, it, mm. it works for us to have multiple locations. It, you know, it's interesting you, you said that because um, my, my my wife supported the business from outside. She, she worked for uh, DuPage County for quite a few years, and uh, I'm not ashamed to say that her paycheck went to pay my employees for, you know, a few weeks. But uh, when it was time for her to come on board to the company, I was really nervous about that because we had a fantastic relationship. And uh, I had a rule. I didn't speak about the business when I came home, you know. Uh, and it, as it turned out, you know, she she was fantastic when she when when she did come on board, and uh, she uh, she took the the reins like I, you know, I was I was just super proud of her because you know, she says I can't do this because I'm not management type person, but she just took the reins and ran with it. And uh, it worked out really, really well. So, you know, and of course, I'm saying this for the benefit of our audience. If they have a spouse who is not, either not working or they plan to work, you might want to give it a try. You know, and, and as you can see with with Bill, it may not have worked, but I, you know, in my case, it it did work. So, yeah. I gotta say, and, Bill, and my wife getting, about, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I got to say, dude, uh, getting extra franchises in there so you had multiple offices, that has to be one of the smartest things I have ever heard. 
you are brilliant. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, well, it was either buy another franchise or end our relationship, and I thought it would be or buy another buy wife, another either another franchise or another wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the franchise is cheaper. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you know, you get down to whatever yeah. it's cheaper. Right. Yeah, don't, don't forget, Bill, she's probably listening to this show. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'll hear about it. Yeah. But tr- tr- My, and, and you're, you're a hero of mine now, okay? You're yeah. a hero. Yes. <laughs> well, she, early on, uh, she told me, you know, you handle the sales and the marketing. I don't do sales. I mean, that was her mantra mm-hmm. uh, for years. Uh, but truth mm-hmm. be told, uh, she's probably better at sales than I am. Um, mm-hmm. She has. She's one of these people that once she meets you, not only will she remember you, but she'll remember your name and she'll remember anything you told her about your kids and your vacation you took. She remembers <laughs> all that stuff where, you know, I go home at night and I, can't, I can barely remember my wife's name. But she she thinks she's not a good person, and she you know she like a lot of people I think attach a stigma to salespeople, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. reality is she's very very good at sales and marketing. She just doesn't like to think of herself that way. So she yeah, thinks of herself like as a, like a business said, with, developer. Like like I said with my wife, she says I'm not that type of person. I can't do that. As soon as she walked into the office, she took control. And it was, yeah. it was, I, I, I didn't even recognize her. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's why, you know, sometimes you've got to give people a chance. They don't know what they can or cannot do until they actually do it. Right. Sorry. Which is what I told Ray when we started the radio show, I think. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I always tell yeah. my wife, and, and yeah. every salesperson that I ever managed, I, I always said, you have to realize one thing. Nothing happens in business until somebody sells something. And I yeah. told my wife, nothing's going to happen in our store until one of us sells something, right? Because then once once you sell something, all hell breaks loose, right? It's not, yeah. woo-hoo, we, woo-hoo, <laughs> we got the sale. Now, oh, yeah. no, we got to figure out how to produce it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. So, as a reminder so, to our listeners, you can call in at three two three five eight zero five seven five five. That's three two three five eight zero five seven five five. Go ahead, Ray. So, Bill, uh, one of the things we like to do is basically give some advice to people uh, about uh, buying a franchise. So, you know, in, in our conversation so far, what what advice would you give someone considering buying a franchise? Yeah, it's a great idea. Or great question, I'm sorry. So mm-hmm. uh, here's what I tell prospective franchisees. The first thing you need to do is you need to surround yourself uh, with the with the team, right? Because this is going to be a team effort. So in by surrounding yourself with the team, this is what I mean. Uh, you need to get an attorney because that attorney is going to, uh, review the lease for you, review the franchise agreement, review any other contracts, uh, but set a budget. Uh, and so you're going to pay that person. There's no doubt about it. Um, find a, if it's a, a brick-and-mortar type franchise, 
uh, find a commercial real estate development uh, agent. Uh, guess what? You're not going to pay them anything. They're going to get paid by the landlord of the place that you decide to rent. Uh, surround yourself with a financial advisor. Find uh, a bookkeeping service or a good accountant that can be on your team. You're going to end up paying them in most cases, but it's a service that you can't do uh, without. Uh, and then find yourself a mentor. And in, uh, there's a lot of mentors out there that will uh, help you uh, at absolutely no charge. Um, so build a team around yourself because when you go into this, this is a big deal. This is life-changing for mm. people, right? It's not just going out and buying a car or a home, which are expensive. This is a, a life change for years. So it's important yeah. that you go into it with your eyes open, uh, get a plan, uh, build a business plan, make your business plan conservative, ultra-conservative when, when it comes to forecasting your sales. Um, and, you know, get a banker on your team that's going to help you set up the checking accounts, get your merchant services uh, uh, set up as well. So that's, mm -hmm. every time I talk to a prospective franchisee, that's what I tell them, you know, get your team mm -hmm. together. They're going to help you make uh, this a lot easier on yourself. And, and the franchisor can help you with that, too, uh, you know, uh, getting your team together. I mean, they'll help people that they can recommend as well. Is that not correct? Yeah, in, yeah. In many cases, that's correct. And now, in mm -hmm. in our case, um, you know, they're there to help with with uh, lease negotiation. Uh, and if you ask them, they'll help tell you what you need to do. But uh, they're based in San Diego. They're not in your local market. Uh, you know, you're going to mm -hmm. need some local individuals, a local bankers. Uh, a local accountant, a local attorney, a local real estate, commercial real estate broker, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Another thing I, I like to tell people when they ask my advice is whatever the franchisor tells you you're going to need in capital, double or triple that because you don't yeah. know what's going to come down the pike. Uh, economy turns down. Are you going to take what you've already invested, which could be hundreds of thousands of dollars, and just let it go up in smoke? Or by investing a few dollars more, you'll be able to save the business and keep it growing. Yeah, you're right. Uh, from everything I've read, the biggest reason that most, not just most businesses, but most franchises fail is because the owners come in undercapitalized. Absolutely. Yeah. I know in the 2008 thing, I have a lot, had a lot of business friends who were just saying, I can't do it anymore. I have to drop the business after blowing, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand in their business, yeah. and it's down. It, it, there's no way to get it back, you know. And right. all I needed Sorry. was maybe, maybe uh, five, ten grand more to keep going. Yeah. Fred, is it time for another oh, commercial? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> it, one last, uh, I guess, question for. Bill, how do people get a hold of you? Um, I can give my uh, cell phone number and my email address. Either way. Whichever you prefer that billions of people may end up calling you um, to, in the St. Louis area, <laughs> yeah. Illinois, Missouri area, to buy a uh, instant imprint 
franchise. So as long as you're okay with billions of people calling you, or I don't know, one or two, whichever you prefer. Oh, give them I, both. Yeah, give them I, also, you know, uh, any place where they can find information about Instant Imprint as well. Sure. Uh, and fortunately, I have one of those unlimited talk plans of my phone, so don't hesitate to call my cell phone. So I'll give you uh, three ways. Uh, you can go to www.instantimprints.com, and imprints is plural. That'll take you to the website, and then there's all kinds of great information uh, about owning an Instant Imprints franchise on the website. My cell phone number, uh, and feel free to call me, uh, is 636-578-1554. 636-578-1554. And my email address, if you'd like to email me, is uh, bill.allen. And Allen is spelled A-L-L-E-N. So it's bill.allen at yahoo. Dot com. Thank you. And please, folks, don't drop the period between Bill and Allen. So it's Bill.Allen. We already spam bomb Bill Allen at Yahoo.com <laughs> way too much this past couple of weeks. So don't forget the period. And now, another word from a different sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. Does the marketing that corporate provides for your franchise go far enough? Do you struggle to get local clients to call or come through your door? At Mediavine Marketing, we love working with franchises like yours to personalize and localize your marketing efforts through social media sites like Facebook or Instagram, in emails to your current and past customers, with Facebook or Google ads, and whiteboard animation videos. Contact Mediavine Marketing today at 805-265-5440 or go to MediaVineMarketing.com. That's 805-265-5440. MediaVine Marketing. We know franchises, and we want to help yours grow. And Ray knows all about not doing social media. (laughs) That's why I have Fred. Fred, That's what MediaVine does, um, Bill. And uh, he does my social media for me, because I'm not that social, actually. I just like to talk. <laughs> All right. So, Ray, shall we bring our second guest on? And Bill can join Absolutely. in and on him, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, actually, I need to jump off the call now, guys. All right. Oh, well, thank okay. you, sir. Bill. And we will thank you. talk and to you soon. I will be All in right, touch, thank Bill. You. All right. Thanks, Ray. Take it easy, Bill. Bye. Bye. And our next guest is Terp. Yes, that's Terp, T-U-R-P. Uh, I love the, the first name. It's really kind of cool. Terp Ricketts. He's the Franchise Relationship <laughs> Manager at Unify Equipment Finance. Terp, how are you doing today? Very good, gentlemen. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Terp. At least we got the phones working. Yeah, we did. We did. That, that was a, that was a little dicey earlier, but uh, but everybody got on and uh, and it was a great great first round there. That I, I actually learned a lot listening to uh, to our first guest there. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, like I, I say, I've, I've known Bill for a long time, but I haven't talked to him in over 30 years. So uh, we saw each other on, you know, uh, Facebook and, uh, and kind of kept in touch. Well, you know how Facebook works. You don't really talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, <laughs> see pictures of the family and stuff like that, and you like it, yeah. and that's it. And yeah. I, I, I hadn't even reached out to him until I thought, Wow, he would be great for this show. You know, I would like to get hear his story, but on the show, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then having the the difference there with you know an area developer and and being able to explain that. I know a lot of people don't necessarily know that distinct, uh, you know, how to distinguish those two. So yeah, that was that was great. So you've been working with franchise franchises for quite a for a while, haven't you, Terp? Yeah, yeah, I have. So um, I actually started out my career right right out of college. Um, I started working in franchise development for Anago Cleaning Systems. And then I went on after about two years with them to work for Fresh Coat Painters. Um, so really just, just taking somebody through that exact same process that, that Bill talked about. And, and, you know, seeing what are their needs, what do they want, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually met uh, the CEO of my company, R.J. Grimshaw, through um, Fresh Coat Painters. So I was uh, taking – his wife was a prospective candidate of mine, and I was talking to them. They actually came in for a discovery day and, and really got to know them very well and RJ started talking to me about, about his company and, um, and what they do. And before he left, he said, you know, we, we dabble a little bit in the franchise space, but we'd really love to grow it and build it out some more. If you're ever interested in, in learning a little more, talking, uh, reach out. So it took about a couple months, and um, I reached out to RJ, and um, I really saw it as an opportunity to stay in franchising because I love franchising. And, and the different concepts, but I saw it as a way to work with more brands and more franchisees on a, on a macro scale instead of just you know, one concept. Uh, I, you get to go everywhere and, and do everything there, and all the people were great. So I decided to, uh, to make the jump to Unify, um, and now I'm running the franchise vertical for them, and, and it's, it's been an awesome ride so far. Excellent. So tell us about Unify. What does Unify Equipment Finance do for franchisees? So usually what we'll do is is go in on the franchisor side. And, you know, I think my background in franchising really allows me to have a better understanding of what are the needs of, of that exact franchisor. So we're going in, building out a customized plan, and then our team understands what they're looking for as well. And, and we specialize really in, in a few different areas that are core competencies uh, in equipment rollouts. Um, so whether it's, it's some type of widget or new gadget, um, if it's a POS system that, that a franchisor wants to implement system-wide, or even um, you know, a, a totally uh, rebranded you know, new signage, new exterior, interior, new back of the house, we can go in and build out a, a customized finance program for that. Um, 
story freshes, somebody coming up on that 10-year renewal, uh, we help out uh, with, with that. Multi-unit expansion is a big one, um, you know, figuring out how can we help that franchisee grow and stay on their development schedule. Uh, we, we have a lot of success with that. And then fleet vehicles, anything with like a fully outfitted fleet vehicle, um, like one of my uh, a partner, Belfort Franchise Group, you know, they have a bunch of equipment in the back and then the vehicles, and then we can even bundle in territory purchases for that as well. So that really helps them scale and, and grow. But those are, those are really our four core competencies and the four things that, that I focus on when, when I'm looking to, um, to, to talk to franchisees and, you know, how can I impact them? Those are the, the four ways that, that we can help. Joe, do you uh, specialize with any uh, specific type of franchise? Uh, what type of businesses yeah. are, are it's pretty much all over the over, all over the map? Yeah, it's it's really all over the map. Um, it, it's really about understanding is, is the franchisor, um, you know, in a solid position. Does the FDD look good? Uh, you know, reading different trade magazines. You know, Franchise Times, Entrepreneur. Uh, the IFA, it's about partnering with that franchise and that franchise system. And then we can really go in and help a lot of different systems and finance, you know, all the FF&E, signage, POS, some soft costs for all those four different types of things. So it's about the brand, the franchisor, and the franchisees that we're dealing with. So from dry cleaning to um, automotive to QSR to fleet, type of vehicle services and, and business services. We're all over the board. Ray? Fred? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got another question. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be quiet because my, my dogs are acting up, and I apologize for that. That's why I, I, <laughs> I mute in between while yeah. while Tripp is talking, so that you don't hear my dogs barking in the background. Now, last time we had the show, they were very, very good, and they didn't say a word. But today, they're just acting up like crazy. So, um, I, I'm you're going to the dogs, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm going, you know, I'm going to and, the and dogs. If you, uh, if you work with us, you won't have to use those as uh, you won't have to sign those over to us as collateral either. So don't worry about don't worry about that. We don't we don't want the house and the golden retrievers. <laughs> so well, you, you talked about collateral. Okay, let's let's bring that up. So uh, you're going to start maybe. Uh, I'm trying to think of a franchise. Sparks uh, franchise still exists, I think. Uh, and uh, you want to you have a client that says he wants to buy a Sparks franchise. Uh, what kind of collateral would, would would he need for all the equipment he needs in his shop? So if you're talking about a brand new franchisee, somebody that, that doesn't have a, another business or something like that, really the best mm-hmm. way for them to go would, would probably be an, an SBA route. Um, now, now if it's somebody – that that has another business and they're just trying to diversify their portfolio and they're a multi-unit operator, then I can I can definitely help them and really there it's 100% financing. So what what I 
is already have a, a relationship with the franchisor. And, and my background in franchising, I think, really allows me, instead of asking a franchisee that, that wants to do this, instead of asking a bunch of high-level questions that are, are just going to spin wheels and not create action, I can say, okay, well, let's take a look at, at your development schedule here or, you know, what type of geography are you in? Does, does that affect you? Do you have to make payments maybe higher for six months and then lower for six months? Or if you're in, um, like, a, a two-men-in-a-truck or something like that and you want another uh, a vehicle or two vehicles and a territory purchase, how does all that work as well? So, so we can talk about those important things, and, and it really helps – fuel that growth and that scalability by having 100% financing. And, and it helps mm-hmm. in, in the long run, too, because we're not we, – we look at the, at the personal side of things. So we look at a personal credit score and things like that, but we're not um, – it doesn't ding your credit and it doesn't report to your personal credit. It reports your business credit, which not a, not a lot of places do. Some firms don't do that. So you're really helping yourself in the long run, too, by – building that up because if you have that type of entrepreneurial, you know, mindset, uh, that'll, that'll benefit you, um, in the future greatly as well. So really there's, there's, we, we don't want the golden retriever or the house or anything like that. It's, um, it, it's a hundred percent financing. So, you know, you, you brought something up you said, uh, let's just say that, uh, franchise, uh, owner wanted to expand his territory wanted some extra money for that. Now that's not anything that provides any collateral for you. Are you doing those type of loans as well? So, so okay. it would be something that would have to be tied in to a some type of hard collateral. So, I looked at Molly Maids a little bit as, as we were chatting a little bit before. I haven't had the opportunity to to work with any franchisees, but you know, there's there might be a vehicle involved, some equipment, you know, hardware for for the computer and some different things like that that you might need. So if we can take all of that, bundle it up with the territory purchase, well, there's our collateral. And, and then we look at, is this, you know, maybe there's not as much collateral there as we want. Are we financing some air and territory? Sure, but the franchisor is really solid. We have a good relationship with them. And the franchisee, whether we've worked with them in the past or not, I know that their franchisee is going to share a lot of the same values and and, and, and different things like that. So, so we're comfortable with that because we've done our due diligence on the front end to make sure that we can actually have an impact and, and help you with those needs. So going into it beforehand, uh, that would be something that would be clear to everybody within the system. So what, are, what would you say are the top, let's say, two reasons why a franchise owner wouldn't be able to get financing and what should they do about it? Why they wouldn't be able to get financing. Um, if they have, if they have some type of yeah, like a, a bankruptcy in the past um, where, or, or, you know, some type of, uh, if, if they have a divorce, something where their, their personal credit um, or, or a different business kind of went down or if there's uh, a lot of times you'll see, you know, people's identities are stolen. So in order to, to help with that, it's basically you just try to get an explanation and, and 
pretend like you're almost interviewing for a job every time that you're going and, and, and looking to secure some financing. It's, you want to be prepared with, with explanations for certain dings in your past that you know might prevent uh, you from getting financing. And then if you, if you didn't know about it and said, oh, I didn't think this was an issue, be prepared to explain that to, your, um, to, to the bank or to the broker, independent, whoever it is that you're talking to, because if, if we can paint, you know, paint a picture and a story that makes sense, then maybe we can we can get through that. Um, so so that would be that would be my best advice, um, you know. And if if you really just can't can't get the the financing or anything, maybe uh, try to build up that that personal credit or something for a little while longer, and then then launch something. Awesome. So so much of so much of what we do today depends on our personal credit score. How much does a company like yours depend on our uh, uh, personal credit score? In other words, what range are you are you looking at? Are you looking, you know, at the 600 and above, 700? Above, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, do, do you look at it closely at all? Yeah, yeah. So, so we do. That's definitely something that we factor into into our decision. And then we also we look at um, different things like a DNB. Uh, you know, there's a paynet, paydex to see maybe how another business that you've had is, has paid in the past. Um, and we, we put a lot of weight on on the franchisor as well because during that process when we're, when we're looking at it, you know, I'll look at something called, it's an item 20. You guys know what item 20 is in an FDD. So once I get that FDD, I basically do what's called a franchise turnover rate, and it's where you take your transfers, terminations, non-renewals, reacquisitions, and ceased operations, and you add all of them up, and then you take the total number of units open at the beginning of the year and add it to the total units at the end, and then divide, divide the two. And that'll give you an idea of what, what's the system overall? Are there a lot of ceased operations? Well, that's a red flag. Are there a lot of, um, you know, terminations? Uh, so that's a red flag. A lot of times transfers I really don't even put in there because that's actually a good thing, right? Someone else wants to, to, to buy this business or transfer into this business because they see it as a valuable thing. Um, so, so we look at a lot of that, and it's also yeah, a business profile, um, being able to just weigh everything and come out with everything's not black and white, and a lot of times in uh, in credit and the underwriters they'll look at it like that. But um, but I think that that in this space, I and myself and my team do a really good job of of not seeing it just for for one thing, not just for the personal credit, not just for. Um, you know, with the pay net or the D&B. And there is a, a bottom that we usually look for about 675 per score and, and above. And from there, um, from, from there, we can kind of rock and roll and, and see, what, see, what, see what the franchisee needs. Mm. One of the things that uh, comes to mind as you were talking is uh, they tell you when you want to sell your business, you, you need to prepare to do that usually quite well in advance, at least a year, maybe two. 
So if mm-hmm. a person is uh, uh, planning on expanding their business uh, and they know they're, they're going to take out a large loan to do this, what should they do a, a year before they decide to take out the loan to prepare the uh, uh, prepare their company and themselves for a, a large loan to, to make sure that they get the loan. So, so as far as expansion goes, really what they'll want to do is is make sure that they have uh, a personal personal financial statement ready, that they have different types of tax company. Um, personal tax returns, if that's something that the underwriter wants to see, which it probably will be um, P&Ls uh, for, for the company that they're trying to get the loan through to, you know, they're trying to expand this franchise, whatever it is. And, and then I would say also consulting with other franchisees within the system and the franchisor saying, hey, what, what have you seen from franchisees that have been successful multi-unit operators, and, and how have they gone about doing this? And then talk to those multi-unit operators as well and ask them what type of package they, they had to put together because everybody will, will, will be different in certain ways. Uh, you know, maybe a company wants to see or a bank wants to see six months of business bank statements and the other one might not. Um, so mm-hmm. it's nice to just get opinions from a lot of different um, different people and and that's one of the things that, that I think makes our programs pretty valuable is, is the, the franchisees know that before, before they come into it. So we don't have to have those types of conversations where, you know, I, I might be reaffirming some things. So, you know, if it's a $220,000 um, package that we're putting together, okay, is it right that you need this, this, and this? Yes, it is, and here's your here's your process. And I try to make things as easy as possible because I'm sure as you guys know, um, so, you know, going to a bank isn't necessarily the most thing or securing financing isn't the most fun thing. And we understand that, that franchisees are busy and we want to make it as easy and hassle-free for them as possible, which is actually a reason why we, we recently launched uh, something that's called Boot. And it's a it's a private platform for financing that we've made that is completely completely digital from application to documents to DocuSign, and you don't have to touch a piece of paper if you don't want, want to. I mean, Ray, I'm sure you you secured financing in your time. You're a busy guy, um, and, and and it might not have there might not have always been a printer handy where you have to print out an, a credit application. So we defeated that by building out this boost platform to just make things as hassle-free as possible and, and build that relationship um, that we work with. And I know I try to do that with everybody that I work with because that's, that's the most important thing in the end. Actually, Turk, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you next is, why unify uh, equipment financing? And I think you you've been in, uh, answering that in the last few minutes, because mm. uh, like uh, like any uh, you know, I guess you could call yourself a vendor. Uh, I I you know I do, I shop around, and I'm looking for mm-hmm. rates, and I'm looking for, but what I'm primarily looking for is customer service. 
So one yeah. of the things that, that, that really bothers me, uh, like uh, uh, trying to sign up an advertising uh, uh, person, they continually ask me uh, questions about, uh, you know, where do you want it to go? And, you know, they don't make it easy for me to make a decision. They say, here's the yeah. maps. Where do, you want, where do you want this brochure to go? Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm a busy person, you know. I'd like for them to say, hey, here's the maps, but we like to make the suggestion you go in the territory, you know, A1 and B2. <laughs> uh, but they don't. Yeah. They, it, it, and it, 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 it makes it hard for me to do business. So I'm glad yeah. to hear that you're trying to make it easy for people to do business with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, you, you don't want to make it hard for for, uh, for anybody to do business with you, especially if it's, uh, you know, a, a franchisee or, you know, a franchisor from, from a brand that you want to do business with them. So it is about having that customer service and, and actually providing it. There's a lot of talk, but, but when it comes down to it, um, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding there where, are you going to pick up, you know, am I going to pick up the phone for a West Coast franchisee that uh, it, it's, it's 8 o'clock my time, 5 o'clock their time to give me a call? Yeah, I am, I am going to pick it up for mm-hmm. them. And it'll probably, it'll probably be a, a three- or four-minute conversation anyway, and they have a, a quick question for me. How easy is it for me to, to, answer, to answer that for them? Well, it's pretty, it's pretty easy for me. And I don't want that hanging over their head, and then we're missing each other for two days, and then, uh, you know, something goes off with their real estate because they didn't know if they could get their equipment package, whatever it might be. You have to be there to, to, to actually make an impact and, and, um, and, you know, from so many different things with attending conferences and all kinds of things like that. It's something that within, within Unify and especially within that fran- our franchise vertical, we, we want to actually have true partners um, mm-hmm. doing this. So, Absolutely, so and, and part, partnership is a, is a you know a big deal. That's the way I feel. I want a part a partnership with the vendors I deal with. So, Terp, what's the best way people can get a hold of you if they need money? <laughs> so I'll give uh, I'll give you my cell phone first, and then uh, and then my email address. Um, so my cell phone number is five one three. Four six zero eight zero two four, and my email address is t ricketts, and that's r i c k e t t s at teamunify dot com. So t e a m and then u n i f i, and my name is Terp spelled t u r p. I promise. <laughs> so couple of comments was Terp, I think you're really in trouble because Ray said if you want money. So you may be getting a whole lot of people calling you. <laughs> just, uh, hey, just, just uh, beware. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, well uh, I'm sure he knows I'm, I'm not talking about pocket change. You know? <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just warning him. You asked the question, he answered it without qualifying it, so he may be having a problem. And then my last question, now that issue for warning is, how did you get to Terp? Okay, yeah, that's so. So it's it's 
It's an interesting one. It's my uh, my middle name is Turpin, and uh, I'm a junior, so my first name is Thomas. And then uh, I guess my parents didn't want two two Toms running around the house, so uh, <laughs> so my mom decided to go with Turp. And um, it's been it's good, you know. It's interesting, but uh, you know, especially when I was younger, all the teachers would think I was messing with them and being a smart aleck. You know, the first day of, of fifth grade, I'm starting out on a bad note because the teacher thinks I'm messing with her. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's different. Yeah, I understand. It's a guy named Fred McMurray. Believe me, I understand about you. <laughs> oh, man. So we're running out of time, so I want to thank you, sir, for... Uh, enlightening uh, us on A, your name, B, financing, and C, I. Uh, we hope you had a good time, and we hope uh, people get a hold of you to take care of your services. Ray, you got any final thoughts? I sure do. You know, we uh, spit out a lot of information about contacting people on the show, but I want to remind people they can listen to some of the uh, shows from the past. And, you know, if they need a phone number or want to get a hold of somebody, all they got to do is, uh, is uh, get on the uh, web page and uh, listen to some of the past shows. Ooh, what's our web address, Ray? Oh, gosh. Pillarsoffranchising.com? Yes. www.pillars, P-I-L-L-A-R of franchising.com. Amen to that. It'll. You can also look up where the pillar, what pillars, what the pillars are that we've defined. You get a list of past shows as well as the, I think, sixteen different uh, places you can listen to us, uh, including iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google Play, and iTunes. Yeah. So if you will. Subscribe to us on one of those platforms and give us a, a review. We always want to hear from people. We love to hear from people. So please do that. Um, Ray, anything else? No. I'm just jealous of your weather today, so I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> All right. So I'll give you one last one last uh, uh, note of kind of interest uh, to me. About two two months ago, we started. We brought the website up. More like six weeks ago, we brought the website, and the Alexa.com uh, website ranked us at somewhere over twenty six million, twenty six million, which means there were twenty six million websites that had more traffic to us. Now, a mere six weeks later, we've jumped up almost nineteen million websites, thanks to you listeners coming to our site. So now we're ranked about seven and a half million. I figure we should get even better within the next couple of weeks with everybody that's listening. So Ray, you're actually getting heard by people and your pictures being seen by people. How does that make you feel? Hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because, I know. know. This is all new to me, but I, I tell you what, Fred, and Terp, I am enjoying this. I, I'm having a lot of fun doing this show. And for me, you know, that's what it's all about. You do when you do something you enjoy. Yeah. And Ray, that's why we started this, my friend. That's yes. why we started this. Yes. I'm glad you're having a good time. I sure as hell am. And thanks again to 
Bill Allen and Turk Ricketts for being our, our guests. We'll be back next week at the same Pillars time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. If you ain't listening, you aren't hearing the secrets of the Pillars of Franchising.